Hi, welcome to this uh, edition of uh, Smart Levers uh, and I have Sirisha with me. Hi Sirisha. Hi Harish. And today we are going to talk about you know something which is in tune with the season of the times, the you know election and all that. We are talking about some manifesto. Uh, this is the culture manifesto. What is culture manifesto all about? Yeah, just like how political parties have their manifesto, which is their promise uh, to people, right? About what are the ideologies they stand for and what are the things that they are promising uh, the citizens. Just like that, Culture Manifesto is a document for the organization which talks about the big large purpose, right? What is that true not that they want to collectively achieve the big problem they're trying to solve. And uh, it also talks about the values that are very important for the company. And uh, it uh, talks about its promise to its uh, employees. Now, when I say employees, it is also people who are working in the organization and who are prospective uh, employees that the company can get, right? Uh, now, think of the role the, uh, the uh, political manifesto plays, right? It's basically parties have it to woo uh, voters. Uh, like that, Culture Manifesto is for attracting employees and it's increasingly becoming important because uh, now it's the age of the empowered employee, right? Where the um, employee is not just looking for the right uh, title or the right role or, you know, how long can I spend in the organization, but they're looking for things beyond uh, money and title, which will include the kind of people I'll be working with, uh, you know, the kind of workplace uh, where I'm going to spend 14 hours in a day. So there it becomes uh, important for the company now to put its best foot forward, explicitly telling uh, people that this is how this workplace is going to be. This is our promise to people. And so why don't you come join us in this journey to get to closer to the purpose? So yeah, both of them are meant to serve a similar purpose, but a political party can get away with not living by its manifesto, a company cannot. The moment company doesn't live up to the promise in the manifesto, they'll have people leaving the organization. Right. Yeah. So uh, you, you mentioned that this is a document. So what exactly goes into this document and how can and how should companies be using this document? Yeah. So uh, typically a culture manifesto has three components. One is the purpose, uh, which is the true north of the organization, right? Uh, the a uh, larger problem that the organization is trying to solve in the uh, society community. And uh, then it has values. Now values, there are two part types of values, uh, right? One is uh, that which differentiates the company. And two are the values that are essential in the, uh, essential for the company to work, right? Uh, so the values that are essential for the company to work are called permission to play values. And uh, the values that are going to stand out, differentiate the company from its competitors are uh, those that the company wants to live by, which is going to give them that competitive advantage. Those are the company's core values. So those get highlighted in the manifesto. And the third component is the company's promise to its employees. What kind of a workplace are you going to get? Uh, what kind of people are you going to work with? So these three go into the uh, manifesto. And and how do they use uh, this document? Yeah. So uh, typically manifesto is an external facing document, uh, right? So companies usually put them up on their website. Uh, it's for their all their stakeholders in the ecosystem. Could be customers, partners, prospective employees, their current employees, all of them to see 
what the company stands for. It's a part of that whole brand for that company, right? It also says, oh, this is what we do and this is how we do it. The identity of that company, the character of the company emerges from this document. And an internal facing document that they create out of this manifesto that gets created out of this manifesto is called the handbook, the culture handbook, which actually says, how do people live these values within the company? Right. So uh, what is the price that companies will pay if they don't have something like this in place? Uh, so think of it uh, this way, right? Uh, every day, there are hundreds of problems that the founders always have to uh, solve. So everybody is caught up in that uh, chaos. Right. And uh, when you're actually getting the people on board, it's more about getting things done, getting work done, than actually looking at uh, imbibing people into the culture of that company. So uh, the price that companies pay when they don't have a document like this, which unifies all of them, is different uh, pockets of, uh, you know, cultures getting uh, formed in the company, right? You hire people from different organizations. Each of them comes with their own style of working, their own culture that they have worked earlier. So you have all those pockets of, uh, uh, you know, different cultures that are there, which doesn't seem very cohesive. People get confused. People see everything uh, not aligned and that creates a lot of employee dissatisfaction. And that's where usually the employee NPS scores go drastically down when companies don't have this culture uh, defined well. Right. So this brings me to the next question. Uh, when is the right time to you know, create the culture manifesto? And is there a, a question of you, know, you having missed the bus? You know, if you don't have one, you've been running an organization for some time, you know, what happens then? You know, can you still go and make your culture manifesto? Yeah. Ideal time to create uh, the culture manifesto is when you get the first employee, right? Because uh, the culture of the company, the founders uh, in all probability have that alignment and the founders know what kind of company they want to build. But the moment you start hiring your first employee, it's very important to actually tell them in so many words about uh, what that company is. Uh, that's the ideal time. Uh, the usual time when companies end up doing this is after they finish that phase of that product market fit, right? When they are uh, getting funded, when they're looking at growth, when they're looking at getting more people on board, that's when they look at uh, uh, identifying uh, or defining, codifying this culture. Because suddenly you have uh, the first level of employees who are working directly with the founders have a, a lot of clarity uh, in terms of the kind of culture because they're closely interacting with the founders. Mm -hmm. The moment you start having the next level, which happens when you get into the growth phase, right, is when it's important to define all of this. Um, so the other part of your question in terms of is there something like, you know, you've missed the bus, you've not created it. Um, it's never too late to uh, create it. A lot of times we see organizations that come back saying, oh, you know what, all these things are going wrong because we haven't defined the culture. So uh, at that point, you uh, define, do this entire exercise of codifying the culture. And then you identify the gaps of what is the desired culture that you want versus what you actually have. And for each of those areas, you create a plan for how are you going to transition from uh, the current state to the desired state that you want. So that's a bit of extra effort, right? It requires some undoing and redoing. and. Uh, to uh, avoid that is when where we usually recommend companies to uh, define, codify this culture from uh, the time when they are actually looking at scaling and growing. 
Right. Yeah. So, uh, Sirisha, I think there are a few like child uh, smart lever episodes that I can you know see coming out of this. One is the core values. Uh, one is permission to play values. We will also talk about the process which uh, we use for creating the culture manifesto, where we use what we call as the dilemmas resolution framework. So this is one episode that uh, is, is going to be you know reserved for that. Um, and I think you know there's this uh, analogy that people often use, right? Where startups are like a you're you're trying to build a plane while it is uh, in in flight. Uh, so when when people are doing something like that, obviously uh, you know the culture manifesto. If it has not been done, uh, it has not been thought through right at the beginning. There is going to be some bit of you know. Uh, hemorrhaging that is going to happen. Uh, you just have to accept that as the as the natural you know price that you pay. But try to fix it as soon as possible. Don't don't delay it. Uh, especially after you listen to this episode. Now that you know what uh, you know the the culture manifesto should have. If you don't have one, start uh, you know thinking about it. Uh, on that note, um, you know thanks a lot, Sirisha, for this. And uh, you know with the the word manifesto usually has connotations of elections or communist manifesto uh, but i think you know based on what you've told me uh, a manifesto is something which every group community organization should have whether they are uh, you know whether it's a company whether it's a it's a political party uh, you want to uh, you know attract people uh, you want people to join your cause then you need that manifesto and it becomes a great guiding you know set of guiding principles about you know how you want to live your life so thanks a lot sirisha yeah thanks sirish if you like this we know you care about your and your team's future relevance you can find us and you now click on the subscribe button on youtube spotify google and apple podcasts you can also find us on twitter linkedin facebook and instagram there are two ways to enter the insider group of friends of ctq a telegram channel where you get daily tidbits that help you think about future relevance and our weekly email newsletter called the upleveler got some fabulous testimonials from our subscribers we share special discount codes for ctq compounds and exclusive invitations to our events on both these channels just go to choose to think.com that is think with a q and you'll find all the links to subscribe you owe it to yourself